Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. We're just going to jump back in today to part three of our series on the journey. And we've been talking about uh, at River Valley, we call them the big four, but yeah. the four principles to life that God's given us to be able to live a full spiritual life. So yeah. far, we've talked about knowing God, yep. living free. And today we're talking about discovering our purpose. Yeah. And uh, and we've, we've been using the Bronco. We're up here again. I, I know that none of you are actually going to be paying attention to us because everyone's going to be looking at the view. And we're going to get to the view in a moment because there's a reason why there's the view in the background because it's beautiful but aside from that there's another reason but we're here with the bronco again using it as an analogy of how important it is to have all four of these areas functioning in our life and then next week we're going to be talking about the fourth wheel which is making a difference but we're jumping back in and talking about how all those work together yeah yeah and it's really important what we're we're about ready to jump into today Um, today this third wheel of uh, discovering your purpose um, really equips you to be able to live in the full potential potential of what right. God created us for. Right. And so we're going to take some time today and just take a look at it. And we want to, we want to really pray this over you. This has been our heart's cry and yep. prayer for you as a pastoral team and an yep. eldership. Um, and it comes out of Ephesians 1. And let me, let me read this over you yep. today. And I just want you to maybe just close your eyes for a second and just hear yep. the word of God being spoken over you right now. Cause we're excited yep. about where this can take you in your life. And here's what That's it says right. out of Ephesians chapter one. It says, asking God, the glorious father of our Lord Jesus to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God so that you might know God, right? There's, there's number there one of our big four. And I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he's called. And that's the living free portion of our life and how important that is. Let the light of God come in and, and, and move us into a place where we can have confidence in our journey. Yeah. And then it goes on to say, his holy people who, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. That's our identity. Yeah. That's who he's made us to be, that we are his people, that we have an identity and a heritage in him. And so we want to take you there today. Uh, When you discover your purpose, it gives you a whole new perspective on your life and what it means to get out of bed every morning. Yeah. <laughs> when when we know our why, Emily and I have been talking about this so much recently, understanding our why. Why are yeah. we here? Why did God create us and bring us to this? And and we we want you to be able to connect with that in your life. Right. Because when you connect with your purpose, when yeah. you understand why God has put you here, it just sets you in such an incredible place. And we need perspective in that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really part of the yeah. reason why we're shooting from where we are today <laughs> is because part of understanding your purpose in life, understand, understanding that space means that it doesn't come, my purpose doesn't come from who I say right. that I am. Right. My right. purpose comes from the creator who That's has right. a very specific design for me. That's right. And he has a perspective about my life and Jason's yeah. life and your life. Yeah. 
that we don't have on our own. Right. And so we're up here today with some perspective over That's the right. Treasure Valley. Yeah. <laughs> and, and hopefully a picture for you to look at your life and go, man, I'm I'm way too myopic on my right. life. Sure. I, I need some, some other perspective yeah. around me to help me to understand my yeah. purpose. Yeah, it changes everything when you when you adjust your perspective to the perspective God has. Yeah. And when we talk about purpose for your life, and we're gonna dig into some examples here, but when you talk about purpose, really what we're doing when we say that you're, we want you to discover your purpose is we want you to discover your purpose, which is God's purpose. Right. And it's us aligning yeah. yep. with his purpose. Yeah. You and I don't have a purpose outside of God's purpose. Correct. Yeah. But we find our part to play with that, which is amazing and takes and takes doing exactly this, backing up to a different yeah. perspective and let God, letting God really show us a different way of thinking yeah. about our lives. Huge. You know, last week we talked about, um, when we were talking about living free, you gave yeah. an awesome example of the Israelites. And he talked about how the Israelites, when they were in captivity and in slavery, mm. God's desire for yeah. them was to live free. Yeah. He desired not for them to be slaves, yep. but he actually had a plan to pay the price so that they could live in freedom. Yeah. And I want to go back to that for just a second here, because if you look at the Israelites, um, when it comes to discovering purpose, yeah. there is a major shift that happened with the Israelites. Yeah. In Egypt, they were slaves. Yeah. That was their identity. Their purpose was to make bricks. Yeah, That is absolutely. exactly everything that was all about yep. it, right? That's what Pharaoh was telling them to do. Everything had to do with it. Their entire identity was wrapped up in their slavery. Yeah. It was wrapped up yeah. in you. There wasn't anything other than that. Um, but God had a different plan. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting because after the first time Moses came before Pharaoh yeah. and said, let my people go. You know, God says, let my people go. Pharaoh made it harder on him. <laughs> he said, no, no, no. Here's what you're going to do. You're going you're gonna to slave even oh, harder. But man. this time I'm not giving you the stuff you need to make bricks. You just have to do it. So our lives. <laughs> and, yeah. And it got so much harder and yeah. so much harder. And these, these Israelites were, were what determined what they were. What determined it was... was um, um, the culture was the world around yeah. them was yeah. their oppressor that said over them mm -hmm. who they were yeah. versus having their identity and their purpose grounded in who God was. Yeah. And it was interesting because then God came after that first time and everything got hard. He came and he spoke to Moses in Exodus six. Mm. He came and spoke and he said, okay, this is what I'm going to say to my people. And he says this in Exodus six, verse six, therefore say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. Come on. I will free you from your oppression mm. and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you, get this, this is this is the shift, the perspective shift. I will claim you as my own Come people on. and I will be your God. Yeah. Not slaves. I'm not claiming you as my slaves. You're my people. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God, who freed you from the oppression of Egypt. And then this, I will bring you into the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. And I will give it to you as your possession. I am the Lord. Come on. And what he did is he he came into their world that was yeah. so bound with a, a purpose of a myopic, like yeah. you were saying, purpose of making bricks. He came and he spoke different purpose into their lives. And what happened is it shifted yeah. what happened in the course of what was yeah. going to happen with the Israelites. And it wasn't perfect because right. even after they were free, 
when things got hard, yeah, man, they they reverted back to slavery. They right. reverted back yeah. to wanting to yeah. go back to some of those things. Yeah. So understanding freedom in their life was something that they had to grow in. But God had a different purpose, a yeah. different identity, yeah. a different perspective about yeah. them that they had to learn. Yeah, and God took the children of Israel. They went through the process of the 40 years in the desert. Right. And that was really to get Egypt out of them right. and to get who he said they were, what he was talking about, you are my people, yeah. I am yeah. your God, into them. Right. And that took a long, that was a yeah. long process yeah. for them. And we see the same thing in the New Testament. Yep. In fact, all the followers of Jesus had these encounters with him yeah. that really changed the whole course, transformed their lives. Yeah. Yeah. We see it in a guy like Matthew. Matthew's, mm-hmm. uh, you Ooh. know, the first book of the New Testament. Yep. Um, and Matthew was a tax collector. Yep. A dude that nobody liked. <laughs> nobody wanted scum to be around him. He was the scum of the <laughs> earth. And and he was just sitting, minding his own business one day. Yep. And he had an encounter with Jesus yeah. that changed his whole purpose right. in life. I want to read that for you. Yeah. We find this in Matthew chapter 9, verse 9. It says this, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew. And for some of you, if you read this in Luke and Mark, the other gospels, um, they actually called his his name was Levi. Mm -hmm. And many believe that Jesus changed his name to Matthew, just like he did Simon to Simon Peter, right? Yep. And and there was this identity change that took yeah. place in that space. And, yeah. and we see that out of Matthew's life. And the reason Jesus could do that was with people because he actually knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he knew who That's they good. were on their inside, who their real yeah. identity was. He goes on to say, sitting at his tax collector's booth, follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and disciples reputable sinners. I love this. <laughs> I love that that Matthew in the messed up state that he was in in yeah. life where nobody trusted him, yeah. where he was just a dirtbag tax collector. Yeah. When he encountered Jesus and Jesus invited yeah. him to come and follow him, Matthew didn't keep that to himself. Right. Right, right. He went for the other hurting and broken yeah. and and disreputable people yes. and invited them to come and have a meal with Jesus. Yeah that could potentially change their life as well. And we see this life-altering moment taking place in the heart of these people, specifically Matthew, because they had an encounter with Jesus and he redefined their purpose. No longer was he a tax collector that was dishonest and untrustworthy, but he became a follower of Jesus that began to build his life and reputation, not on him, but on the person of Jesus Christ. I just think that's incredible when we look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Or what about Luke? Luke was a doctor. Yeah. Luke had a Luke had a very very successful practice. Yeah. You know, he was probably pretty wealthy. Yeah. You know, and, and all this, but God came and Jesus came and called him out of it. Come on, and gave him a completely different purpose. <laughs> and what's interesting about Luke and then also Peter is Jesus used their design. Yeah, how they were created. Yep. how they how they had grown yep. everything that had had created them and crafted yep. them into yep. who they were. He took all that and aligned it with his purpose. Come on. We see that with Luke. We so also good. see it with Peter. Yeah. Peter was a loudmouth fisherman, <laughs> right? And Jesus came and called him and yeah. aligned yeah. him to a different purpose. Yeah. What was interesting about the calling of Peter, though, is what did Jesus say? Hey, I want you to come and I want you to follow me and yeah. I'm going to teach you how to be fishers of men. Yeah. Jesus did not change Peter's design, right? but he took Peter's design, the yep. way that he was, the way that he was created, yeah. Yeah. and he said, I'm going to give you a different 
perspective. Yep. I'm going to give you a different purpose to live your yeah. life for. Yeah. And the result was that Peter had this transformation yeah. that took place and his purpose went from being about him yep. and being about serving himself to serving God, which yeah. ultimately le- meant loving other people. It's incredible. And then then when you look at the story of Peter, so, so Jesus calls him out of a boat. He gets yeah. his early on disciple yeah. training and then Jesus dies. Right. And man, it messes Peter and the disciples up. And I love how when Jesus came back and interacted with Peter, he came back and brought clarity to his purpose. Right. Yes. Right. It's funny because like Peter reverted back to what he knew. Right. right? He he went back to fishing. And the interesting part was he took all of his buddies with him. It's like when when Jesus, when they thought Jesus was dead and gone, Peter went back and started fishing. Yep. And the guys were like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going fishing. fishing. They're like, us too. (laughs) And they all just kind of gave up on on this purpose that they thought they once had while Jesus was present. And then everything changed. And here's what I love. I love the clarity that Jesus, I want to read this out of scripture. Because Jesus brings just such clarity and a reminder to Peter that Jesus hadn't changed his mind about him. Even though Peter had denied him. Jesus didn't change his his mind about him. In John chapter 21, verse 15, it says this. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Hmm. Peter, loudmouth Peter. (laughs) Yes, Lord. Peter replied, you know I love you. (laughs) Then feed my lambs. I love that. Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? And again, Peter with his enthusiasm, but I'm guessing a little bit less. Uh, Yes, Yes. Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep. Mm. It's such a beautiful, beautiful picture here. And then a third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And listen to this, this, what they tell us right here. Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus, in mm. his still, calm yeah. way, yeah. just looked at him and said, then feed my sheep. Right. You know, the thing I love about this space is mm. he was so clear about mm. Peter's purpose. Yeah, yeah. Peter denied Jesus three times. Yeah. yeah, And Jesus wiped away that brokenness of Peter's life Yep. in three simple questions. Right of just helping pe- Peter to understand, yes, I know you disqualified yourself right. because of your denial of me, right. but I requalify you That's right. because my purpose for your yeah. life didn't change because of your failure. That's right, that's absolutely And right. it is so yes. huge for all of us yeah. in our life to understand yeah. that that you, you may have walked in the purpose of God for a season of time and then straight away and yeah. you feel like you're disqualified. Peter is the perfect example <laughs> that Jesus can wipe that away in your life in one moment, he didn't change his right. calling. He didn't change his purpose, right. but he did reiterate it to right. him in that moment so that Peter could rest in it. Right, it's huge. right. And, it's, and that goes back to the fact that it's God's purpose. Yeah. His purpose yeah. doesn't go away because right. of us. Right. You know, it remains the same. Yeah. And so because of that, he's able to come yeah. to us and speak to us in yeah. those moments. I love that. Even Paul, too, when you look at Paul, <laughs> Paul is an amazing example oh, of a purpose shift. Yes. Like really yeah. thinking about thinking about things upside down. Yeah. His entire life was all about coming against the church and, and, and arresting people and destroying the church. Yeah, he was literally a terrorist. He was a terrorist. Like literally was a, a terrorist, terrorist in his yes. time to wipe out yeah. this this 
Jesus movement side of things. And in one moment with Jesus, yeah. when Jesus came and encountered him, yeah. he realigned all of the amazing skill. Paul was incredibly yeah. um, taught. He was yeah. incredibly skilled. He yeah. had one of the most incredible um, educations yep. growing up. It was just amazing. Yep. God took all of that design and in a moment spoke to him and what his purpose, when his purpose existed to destroy the yeah, church, come on. in a minute flipped <laughs> to now building the incredible. church. And that was God's purpose. Yeah. church to be built. And yeah. He said, listen, here's a person with incredible design yeah. that I'm going to take and align to my purpose to yeah. see something amazing happen with his life. It's huge. You know, when your life is surrendered to God, and that's what happened with Paul, yeah. that's what happened with every one of these, yeah. when they surrendered their life to Jesus, to yeah. the purposes of God in their life, their purpose for life yeah. was actually clarified. That's exactly right. They actually yeah. found what it meant to live in the mm. purpose that God had designed for them. Yeah. Uh, and before that, they were just kind of wandering around doing life. Right. Right. But when they had an encounter with Jesus yep. and they surrendered their lives to him, yeah. that's when they really discovered yeah. the real purpose. There's a shift that happens. There's a change yeah. that happens. Yeah. Because what will happen is your design will change from something that defines you. Come on. Not being and being and being defined by what you can do and who you yeah. who you are and, and, and the charisma and the skills you have. Yeah. There's a change from your design being what defines you to what equips you yeah. for the purposes of God. Come on. And that's the shift that yeah. happens when God gets a hold of our yeah. life. Yeah. So we suddenly start to um, understand or we suddenly start to process yeah. who we are yeah. from a completely different filter. Yeah. No longer am I just all about myself. Yeah. No longer or am I just doing my thing? Yeah. We played Life the other day, this last <laughs> week with my kiddos. And it's really interesting because you get to the end and that game is all about amassing wealth yes. and setting yourself up for yeah. all this. And it's the antithesis of God's purpose. Right. God's purpose isn't, so you'll have this most wealth at the end yeah. of your life. He's yeah. going to take care of you. He promises he'll do that. But it's all about aligning his yeah. purpose, which is loving people. Yeah. And Huge. specifically loving people lost yeah. people. You know what the beauty of this is, is God does use, and we, you talked about this, yeah. uses our design. Yeah. Right? So there's innate gifts that God has put into each one of us. Yes. And prior to Christ, we use those for our own benefit. Yeah. You, and you said this yeah. really well. Yeah. After an encounter with Jesus, yep. after surrendering our life to God, we now understand all of those gifts, yeah. all of that design, whether it's art or athletics yeah. or or business sense or all nunchuck of those things. Skills. There you go, nunchuck skills. <laughs> really important. Um, all of those things are are now used for eternal purpose. Yeah. yeah. And that's what really shifts in our yeah. life when when our purpose shifts from being all about us in a temporal gain. Yes to all about what is the eternal longevity yes. of this yes. in, in and through my life. Yes. And and many of us don't even know and right. haven't really taken time to discover the gifts, innate gifts right. that God's put in us. Yeah. Um, and we do some of that together as a church. Right, right. Yeah, so, so you know, so, some of you have taken next steps or yeah. growth track, as we called it for yeah. a while, um, where we go through assessments to yeah. actually help you discover spiritual yeah. gifts, your gifting, um, yeah. all of these kind of things. Um, and if you've taken those, yeah. you know that, um, you know what those things are. <laughs> and what's going to be really cool in the days to come yeah. is there is going to be um, a commissioning, yeah. uh, a requirement Here we go. of the body of Christ to be the body of Christ. Yeah. Meaning, meaning as you learn yeah. 
your design, as you figure out how God has put you together, you take that and you now align it with God's purpose. And we do that, and we're going to talk about this more next week too. We do this in house church. We do this because we all contribute. Perfect space. We're not coming to just glean and gain out what we can. We're coming to contribute out of our design. So simply put, Mm -hmm. we were made on purpose for a purpose. Yes. Actually, one of our apostolic leaders, Pastor Steve, that's one of his favorite (laughs) phrases and I've stole it from me because it's great. (laughs) We were made on purpose. In other words, God was very intentional about what he made in us for a purpose. That's right. And that is to carry this good news of the gospel to our community and to the the world that's around us. And maybe you're sitting here today and we're talking about purpose. We're talking about this discovering purpose and maybe you feel really confused or maybe a little lost in your Mm -hmm. life. Here's what I want you to know. All you need is a moment with Jesus. That's right. That's all it took for Matthew and Luke and Peter and Paul and Jason and Tim was was a moment, an encounter with Jesus where we discover his incredible love for us and we, we make a decision yeah. to give our lives to him yeah. because he's our creator. He's right. the only one that can actually put our lives and align our lives with how he designed us and his kingdom work. That's right. And maybe you're sitting here listening yeah. today and you're just wrestling through this place in your life. I just want you to know God has a very specific and beautiful design for yes. you. Yes. He's put very uh, critical gifts inside yes. of you that the that are needed in the body of yes. Christ. And Jason alluded to this. We're calling the church, yes. each one of you, because remember the church is people, not buildings. Right. We're calling each one of you to be the church as we gather together. Yeah. And we're going to unpack this more. I know you guys love hearing me say impact. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to unpack this more next week for you yes. on really how that looks, how we make a difference right. with our lives. But your purpose is critical to the fulfillment of the purposes of God yeah. in our generation, in our day and age. Yeah. And so now I just want to encourage you to lean yeah. into the space of your life, yeah. have discussions. We learn so much about ourselves yes. also from some of the really good people that are right. around us that look at us and go, man, I see this in you, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you're like, what? You see that in me? Yeah. Like that's why we surround ourselves with good people. That's why house church and being a part of the body of Christ is so important for the health yes. of our life because we need other people. Yeah. Um, as we're contributing to their life, remember, we're not consumers, we're contributors. Right. And so as we're contributing right. to other people's lives, they get to in turn contribute and pour into our lives and we see this beautiful yeah. give and take. And so yeah. the purpose of God for your life is so important. Yeah. And we want to encourage you today, lean into that yep. space, yep. invite him to, to teach and equip and train you what yeah. that really looks like in your life. And maybe you're watching today and you've never even began a relationship right. with Jesus right. Christ. Um, all of us have been at that place at some point in time in our journey in life, we want to invite you to make a decision to surrender your life to Jesus. He's the only one that can forgive you of your broken past and your sin and bring you into this freedom and purpose that he wants and has for your life. Remember, like the Bronco, he wants you to be able to cruise down the road. He (laughs) wants you to be able to off-road, to be able to live this journey of life with some stability. He wants the power of the Holy Spirit, the engine of your life to dwell inside of you and propel you forward. But that all begins with a choice and a decision to come and follow Jesus. And if that's you today, you need to make that decision. I want to encourage you just right where you're at in your home. Maybe you're surrounded by a few other people in a home. Now I want to encourage you to take just a moment and talk to Jesus. That's it's right. as simple as Jason and I conversing together. It's a, it's a, it's a conversation that simply starts out with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge that I need you. That's right. I acknowledge right. that I'm a sinner, <laughs> that I've made mistakes and that you died for my sin. Yep. And Jesus today, I receive your payment for my sin yeah 
today. And Jesus, I invite you to come and be Lord and Savior of my life. Will you come and live in me and teach me? And as you pray that prayer, Jesus meets you right there in that moment. Your sin is forgiven and a new life begins for you. And that is really what the scripture talks about, being born again. I want to let you know, when you're born again, we don't leave newborns just sitting on the floor. We don't leave newborns, Jason talked about it, at the hospital. Newborns need parents and people around them to care for them, to nurture them and strengthen them. We wanna be that for you. We wanna help you take those those beginning toddler steps in your walk. We wanna help you connect with prayer and the word of God and worship and the body of Christ. So we're gonna ask you to to contact River Valley, uh, to to send us a message. Uh, You can even in the chat right here if you need to throw something in there and we will contact you and we'd love to connect with you. And yeah. help you take take these next steps. And I will say too, you know, too, if you've made that decision today, as we move into mm. house church, even yeah. in the next couple of weeks, yep. and as you're processing this for yep. your life, use this as an opportunity to surround yourself with people that yeah. can help you grow, yeah. that can help you discover God's purpose and help you discover your design and how you fit into that. You're going to be surrounded by people that care for you, that yeah. love you, and that are committed yeah. to helping you determine who you are, who God's designed you to be. And so in the coming weeks, take advantage of those opportunities. Don't let them go by. Don't just go to house church and, you know, whatever, and then leave. But really, really use these as an opportunity to grow. It's huge. Hey, let us pray for you. And then we'll send you into your day. Father, we thank you so much for just this beautiful creation, God, that you give us uh, to enjoy. And God, we thank you, Lord, even as we're perched atop uh, this hill, God, overlooking the Treasure Valley. God, that you have a perspective on our lives, God, that we don't have. And Lord, we need to come into alignment with you and gain your perspective, God, on the impact that our lives can have. And so God, we thank you, Jesus, that you've called us out of darkness, out of slavery, out of sin, God, and you've brought us into this beautiful, wonderful relationship with you. God, may we never live like we were slaves. Right. But Father, may we live in the new identity and the sonship and the daughtership that we have in our identity in you. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that that in this place, God, Lord, that we get to celebrate your wonder and your grace, God. Lord, we thank you for it. God, I just speak your blessing over each one, each family and individual as they head into this week, God. And as we get ready for house church, Lord, let us come with expectation, Lord, that we're gonna bring something that's a blessing to the people that we're around as we gather in house church. God, we love you. We thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.